Hello everybody, my name is Ben Hugo with all Wanted Media Enterprises. Welcome to the current event show. We're going to get this thing underway and we're going to have a great conversation and let's get the music in the rolling. That's how journalists get down. Just taunting boom. 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 Hello everybody here, my name is Ben Yuko with Zoe Media Enterprises. Welcome to the current event show on this Monday, October 25th, 2021. Thank you for joining me today on this great, beautiful Monday to be with you all here today. Now we're going to talk about a lot of things. We're going to talk about plenty of things. We'll talk about the World Series, and Rosario's World, and then we'll talk about the Wild. We'll talk about some tech. Let's do and let's get this thing underway. I wanted to uh, to really talk about the, how great the college football tournament was this past week. I was very impressed of how everything that was all taking place. I was all very excited. I was very capable, motivated on how everything went into place. The biggest thing about the college football tournament was able to get you to be a hard, determined person on working on towards a betterment of your community. So I was like, what, man, and gaming, and having an assignment of gaming, and we can know about gaming, make money on the gaming, have an awareness of gaming. So that is what I am I'm so excited of doing for you today. So the so my biggest P of the, the whole thing is it challenges my strengths and weaknesses. So I so let's just talk a little bit about my strengths. My strengths very much well was trying to able to move the deep get the defense to contain them on certain plays. So like the, for example, there were times that were that we were, I was able to tackle the tackle the opponent, get the football done, and there were times on Saturday's game that I also was able to able to come up with plays, but they were just the offense was just not there. So the way I was training, I I was getting ready it was. 
and try to have an idea to practice and make sure how to move the the plays and understand what kind of competitorship do I have and having a chance to get to know the teams a little bit better, know the offense. And I think that for that for next year's homecoming college football tournament, I think my goal is going to be this time that we're, I want like to go into understanding um, the, the different offense. Even even we use my own Tennessee offense because I, I run three pieces of offense. I run my Miami offense. I run my Tennessee offense and also can run my my Penn State um, or Virginia Tech. So maybe four times I can do different varieties. So I have a different variety of offenses that I tend to play in the game. So that's pretty much what I am striving for and striving for everybody to be. So that is the most important thing about it. So the college football tournament was very, very excited. And the breakfast was good yesterday. Homecoming breakfast was good. So that was also had had some good good old food yesterday. So it's very much amazing to see how all plays out. It was like getting a, to have a, have a spaghetti. Uh, no, I was having what was I? I had an egg with peppers, peppers, celery, and some tomatoes. Oh, I was making my I was making my egg so fluffy. It was so fluffed up. It was so it was so good and stuff. So that was the whole thing. Just to re, just have a little reflection. My, I'm just relaxing from those games, and that is almost very nice. Excited, <laughs> it was so much into anything that was so exciting about that. So I am so much proud of everybody what I am doing for this. So that's one of the big things on that part of the front. So yes, the college football tournament was successful. I was very excited for the tournament to, to see it go on and having its ups and downs. Okay. Uh, so that's thinking about that ahead so that should be so it, it's just like promotions and making people happy so I kind of am uh, kind of impressed of that So, pretty much, so, so that was also looking towards, towards that, that was very much excited for this show, so that was kind of getting excited to all that stuff. So that's pretty much it for the college football tournament. I want to talk, I want to completely talk about 
the World Series coming up here. And it's going to be a pretty exciting game series. And I'll. So we're going to go over some things here. Let me read this article to you. This is from LLB.com, so I'm going to read this article to you. It took both great talent and re-silence for the Braves and the Astros to reach the 2021 World Series, which begins Tuesday night with Game 1 at Minute Maid Field. But winning the American pennant for the third time in five seasons, Houston once again shows off its star power and strength of its sisters. They are still the Astros. Uh, Carl Correa holds it out to an Alec Brueggemann and Yali Girl, all of them who are vying for the second ring after winning it all in 2017. But they are also relying on breakout stars such as Kyle Tucker and AL Rookie of the Year, Luis Garcia, to help them get back to the point desperate the AL Championship City absence of their age, Lance McCullers Jr. With a ver veritable Dusty Baker first searching for his first World Series title as manager, the Astros have to endure boo birds in the first season with the fans in the stands after their single ceiling scandal erupted in late 2019. Another pennant won't sign that the skeptics well, they are quickly running out of ammo. And I, even though you want, I wanted Houston to win, but I think Atlanta is like the t I'm ready for Atlanta to be champions here. And I'll say if because I think Houston's gonna play with them. So my prediction is this: is what it is. I think we're gonna see six games. We could go seven with this, but we are, I want to watch and see how they actually play out here. As for the Braves, their home averaging last year heartbreaking national championship season as they took a big hit with Ron Alcuna Jr. season ending right near him before the All-Star break. The ra but rather than throwing in the towel, General Mayor Alex Autolopoulos added almost every outfielder available at the trail deadline. Eddie Rosario added Dole, Jack Peterson and Jose Solder to support a lineup anchored by retaining NLP, NL MVP Freddie Freeman. Now for him for the Braves, I haven't dispatched the mighty 106 win dodge in pursuit of the first World Series championship since 1995. It's going to be a good lineup for Rosario, Solo, and Dahl in the lineup. Also, the Astro Brueggemann holds it all to Kyle Tucker, you, Lee, Correll, so the Sakaris Corolla, Yolden Alvarez. So, you're going to have a lot of good players on that. And so is Michael Brintley, too. So, you're going to get a lot of good. So, it's going to be a good series. And I think. That actually is going to play a very, very good role of the series. So, th so, so I think the hitting is going to be really important. I know I've been so busy having me, but I love my baseball. Especially when I hear these World Series, boom, 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 boom. Let's get this, let's get this game going on the line. All right. Now I'm gonna, 
I'm gonna play a clip here right now. I'm playing right now, so I'm gonna play this clip for you. This is um, they're gonna talk about um, Eddie Rosario's thing when he's going to talk about Eddie Rosario's. He's and I got another article I gotta read coming up about Eddie Rosario's part, and it will always ducktail my issues with the twins and how they handle these things because it's not about hating the twins, it's all about you have to have strong critical analysis and critical critique of what the twins should be thinking about in the past. So that's why a lot of this should be tying into a lot of this stuff. So let's go over that and I will be talking about the twins all that next week either because we got the, I got to do the I got to do the twins monthly report. So we have that coming up too on every first of the month. So that will be also big on that. Okay, all right, guys. Here, here we go. Here we go. Give me a second. Let's. I gotta let these ads uh, end up here. So. And I'll play some clips coming up too on. Some of the, some of the World Series stuff, so that will be also big on that too. Big on see what's going on with that. All right, give me give me give me give me give me a second here. Let's 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 play this audio, okay? That's gone. Alright guys, there you have it folks. There you have it folks. That's how that's how all all this all this was going down. Rosario was actually a lead player in the twins, and I told you he was one of the twins defensive best defensive players next to Brian Buxton and we gave him away. Now we're gonna they're talking about now we're about to be giving away Brian Buxton. And this ain't this it, it, it's like I say this. I'm gonna say this again. I'm gonna say this all. The Pollets don't have a real plan. They don't have. They don't have a future plan. On the way they they're gonna get mad. Okay. Because they use this logistics. They use too much logistics on their team, and it's so absolutely not sustainable. It's just. It's just not sustainable for any team to actually be a legitimate team that could be potentially a team that we could actually rely on so I would rather not have teams like that going on 
always and always having concerns about this stuff. So I rather this this not happening because it's just it's absolutely ridiculous. So now I'm gonna read where's that Rosario article? I'm gonna I'm gonna read that article because I I I I'm gonna read that article. Where is that? Where is that article? All right, there we go. There we go. There, here's the article. Chris sealed from from the zonecoverage.com. Eddie Rosario introduced himself to baseball fans around the world during the National League Championship Series. Throughout the six-game series, the Los Angeles Dodgers couldn't figure out how to get him and made them pay at every turn. At the end of the series, Rosario hit .560 with three home runs and nine RBIs. However, it was when the hits came that made a difference. On Saturday night, Rosario smashed a 3-1 run that earned him the series MVP and set the Atlanta Braves to their first World Series since 1999. Braves fans have been stunned that a missing acquisition could provide this an impact, but here in Twin Cities, we knew Rosario was capable of this all along. Of course we were. Of course we fucking were. We were we were damn we damn knew he was good. And then I hear all the critics say, Oh, he wasn't I heard all the critics saying that he's that oh he's having a haul trade them. Oh I was listening to one of the blocks saying that he wasn't that he, he wasn't good. Now if you don't if that person doesn't shut his fucking mouth I don't care who you are, if they don't shut their fucking mouth and don't and and really look at the play exactly who you're getting and exactly how to contain a player how to make a player happy and how to be a, a professional athlete of it i gotta say that that that's just you can have your opinion for rosario but it's to me when you come out here and say you make a bull say it generalized rosario it's like you 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 don't know what the hell you're talking about Completely don't know what the hell you're talking about. Let's con let's let's continue to read. And before I continue to read, I went to one of the games of the Twins. His 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 one of his throws. I saw him when he got one of those, and I was the one yelled and predicted that back in 2019, saying, "Hey, yo, that man is out." <laughs> I said. Uh, and I predicted him to be a player. So let's continue to read. Rosario was one of the big enigmas in Minnesota Twins history. On one play, he can take a fastball and send a moon for a breathtaking home run. On another day, he forgot about the ground rules in his own part. Then he gets thrown out, tries to stretch a single into a double. Whatever Rosario did, it all brought excitement to the ballpark. It all accumulated in 2019. When the Twins went from a middle-of-the-road team to the Bombers Club, many of them credits had a good return, but it was Rosario who was the heartbeat of the team. <laughs> oh, he sure had his role. And that <laughs> that defense, man, man, I, I, I get so I get so I get so disgusted at our leadership. It's like that's like you're telling you're telling me that he, he wasn't even worth he wasn't even worth that team. 
I find it I find it very far. He wasn't even worth the team. Okay. Let's let's continue on. Yes, he made his mistakes here and there, but his attitude exactly what made Minnesota successful. It started from the first pitch he saw in the major league where he took a high fast ball and deposited it into the bleachers. That free swinging attitude fits in with a team looking to do massive damage at the play, and the Twins became a legitimate contender once he got going. Of course, him, the whole thing is because <laughs> if, if but if Rosario's done, he got Buxton right at the, at the left. <laughs> Come on, man, it, it's like it's like y'all y'all don't y'all don't see the, y'all don't see the picture, y'all don't see the problem. I've been so consistent from day one saying, y'all, these twins, hey, that leadership is, it's not, it's just that it doesn't have the stigma. How are you going to give this man up? And now he's like marching into the World Series. I know Dozier was there. He had his, it didn't fit him. But then when he went down, he wasn't like the biggest impact, but he had something to cheer him up. Dozier could have been, he had many potentials before. And y'all blew that. Yeah, y'all, y'all, y'all. So I hope you send it to the president of the twins, and you send this all. And hey, hey, we, hey, we don't like y'all making all these corrupt decisions, and decisions, these bad decisions where you guys are saying, oh, he wasn't gonna. Cause now we're gonna get down reading to the point of this stuff. So you had players where now you had. Before before this whole thing, they said that they had Knuff on the Alex Knuff on the team before he was injured. I think Rosario could easily mentor him to be a good one. Um, Buxton can mentor Trevor Lawton left to be a good player. You will have all those guys actually playing the team where you can be consistently playing and not having those chances of Edmonton actual playing time so my concern my issue is like why did you guys build um say that you want a team but you don't really want to put in the strongest investment on building the team around people like asario in the field having buxton in the field kepler in the field and then you can add but then even in case we have that going on, we can have substitute. Uh, okay, you take this spot while like, I go I do something. Like, I might try left field. I don't know. Yeah. We can practice some actual field and how to be conscious of the field and know what. Yeah, but when you have all this goes on and don't have... The consistency of what makes a strong player it seems that we're just we're just throwing our talent away completing the town and throwing in the garbage why are we not strong enough to actually have a strong team when we know we can't we can't have a strong team if we're consistent of knowing of doing the teams in, in the first place a lot was made about we Pen, pen chat for striking out, but he got higher than the human torch 
when he caught fire. The 2019 was a prime example when he crushed 11 bombers in the first month of the season. Even when he was hitting at 232, he was a big reason the Twins dominated the AL Central. But in the end of 2009, of the 2019 team, it was a waste of Wildstar was a focal point of the Twins' lack of discipline at the play. Even though several hitters that were capable of carrying the team, Max Kepler, Jose Faded after that fast start, but Wildstar was a consistent hitter with over 20 homers in three straight seasons from 2017 to 19. If the Twins have have realized what is happening, they could have been more aggressive at the trade deadline. An asset pitcher in the rotation or in the bullpen could have given Rosario a chance to shine. Maybe there will be alternate universe when Rosario is carrying the Twins to an American League pennant. So, if Rosario wasn't the second of Carl Gomez, why would the Twins get rid of him? Is because of continue of a con- concerning trend. It was a concerning trend, because 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 they're not invested in, and that wasn't about just oh, it's 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 like the old saying. It's like the same thing that goes on and on in all these players. Once they get once they get built up good. You send them to somebody else. But you got, we need people who actually know how to win. Okay? We need, we need to have winners, not these fucking losers. That's what we're getting. We're getting like a whole bunch of cheap losers that actually never done anything. So you have to understand. If you want to win, you got to maintain your players. Now, I'm going to go in here now and read the next section of the article. So, if you want to know what the article is, it's called, Eddie Rosario was always capable of this when zone coverage. I want you to find this article. I want you to read this article. And it makes a complete total sense of why we should have never got rid of him. Okay, let's let's continue let's continue reading. Let's 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 continue reading while we're while we're while we're at it. The twins went into the offseason thinking they could upgrade in the outfit with the arrival of El Kunuf. He never played a game above double A, but they were betting that Kunuf control approach at the plate could provide more consistent results than Rosario. Dude, you can't that stop there. Let's stop right there. I can't believe that the guy was just brought in, and, and he was okay. But at least you know what they could have done. They're gonna at least swap him out and see what he does, and then Eddie can Eddie Eddie can give him some tips on how to get better and have that consistency. And and now, here's one question I ask: Why do we trade him? Another question is. If you had a strong player, what were the, what was the, what was the, what was the, on um, the main, what was the thinking behind the trade? I want to know why of the release and the trade to Eddie, of Eddie Rosario. 
so that's that's where my concerns actually come in so now let's let's read the next part of this okay the twins didn't like the idea of paying Rosario near 10 million in arbitration so they non tender him and bet on their debt in the outfield even with that decision to trade Lamont La Monte way the combination of Kuna, Trevor Larnett, and Jay Crick could prove more than enough insurance if Brian Box and Kepler went down to the injury. However, they were wrong. <sighs> once again, once again, it, 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 I find it funny. I just, I just read that part to you. I read that part right here. I can I can summarize that right there. You can't tell me a damn thing about this. Okay. Okay. Now we're going to read Continue reading in this whole article of how consistent how he was hurt. <laughs> uh, once again, folks, it, it, it doesn't seem that they have any idea what they can do here. Because they're just running out of options. Let's continue. Instead of having a proven major league hitter like Rosario in the corner, the twins rely on Carla Garlic at the Knuff struggle in strength training. Once injuries forced the twins to call Knuff, he injured his wrist, which eventually shut down his knee prematurely. When Buxton and Kay find their way to the injury list, the twins were scrambling even and had to play Gilbro Salento in center field at one point. All of this while Rosario was proving modern production for the crew in his before training to a at the deadline. Like many of the twins moved recently, the decision to let was was one of the one that vital. Keeping Rosario around may not save the season, but it will not but it will um excuse me, let me read the whole thing again. Keeping Rosario around may not have saved the season, but it would have been another bat capable of carrying the load. After proving one of the biggest LCS performers of the past seven years, Rosario proved that he can carry a team in October, but the Twins should have known that all along. And they sh and they are renewed. And they didn't care. Okay? I love the Twins, but it's like, you need competition. You need to... You had that talent. You just you just throw it away, and now and and that's why we sucked. That's why we we completely we sucked so bad. Not only that bad bad, but just the way we hit him. It was our hitting was just like in our pitching. That was I was just not in on a lot. Of, and, They're gonna have to be a real thinking about this coming up this this option. Uh Wild's doing their thing. They won 
They won a couple games. Let's go over the wild schedule here. Not gonna talk as much of the wild. Let's go over their schedule. Let's see what they got. So we played the Canucks tomorrow at nine. Then we played Kirkin. And we have we have a whole week Colorado Avalanche Saturday. So we got some games to be out the play. So I hope we can get some playable wins. We actually won three games. And we are we are second in the series. We are three and all. We lost yesterday. That was the only game we lost. So we lost five two to Nashville. Nashville's a pretty good team. So uh, um, so we we got something that coming up. So I hope. So. I want to see us play really hard those games. So, so I hope we can have a good team this year. So, like, Caprizi needs to be good. Well, Joe Ekinson and Jonas bringing is to be needs to be good. I think they need to set. Uh, Cole Prezi doesn't have to be done. Oh, well, 50-50. He can be undominant. So, I think 50-50 on that. So, that I think that's going to be a lot of things in that whole factor. Guys, ready to do some tech? Okay, let's see. What do I got in tech news today? Let's look at some tech, some trend. Let's look at some trending tech news. I think I got some articles I'm gonna read. Okay, one of the things that you have here, and uh, let me look at some of the. I want to just look at some. Text up. Give me a second. I just need to figure out what I want to do. Oh, I look at the So, let's see what, uh, what articles do I want to read today. Give me a second. I want to find out articles.
Oh, no, no more of the mergers. Mergers. Microsoft has announced the acquisition of Clear Software for undisclosed sums. According to the acquisition in a blog, Microsoft partner general manager Steven Siligo explained the goal of the acquisition was to make it more seamless experience to use Microsoft Power Apps and Power Automate platform to build an automations for systems such as SAP and Oracle. Organizations depend on their business applications to work seamlessly across many different systems and data stores. Customers need to know their most critical business this optimized working around those systems data sets. No matter how complex the process be, the blog reads, customers will benefit strongly from integrating with outside systems. So they got another merger going on here with that let's look let's take a look at let's look at flat tank see because sometimes they put So let me just take a look at some Alright, so So Alright, so let's just get an update. This is one of our shows. So one of the things is this week on the Reinvention Roadmap in conversation with fellow pod Kim Miko James. She produces Ben Pocket where she features stories from the black tech community. So check them out. Also, is a good thing in black tech. Alright, so let's do another story. So, they got this new Apple M1 Mac GPU suppresses Mac Pro 6000 M. AMD graphic cards. So, you're very much interested to look into that part. So, 
Alright, so let me see. One more. Oh, let me read some articles and tag men. Oh, the Twin Cities. Business Magazine. I just There's not very much articles in this. So, lots of things going on here. So, check also Check out this podcast called Ben Podcast too. It's the, the Black Enterprise Network. So it's great that you have your own Enterprise Podcast. Here, so you can listen to some of the old ones. They didn't have an update some of the new ones on here. So check them out for yourself. Guys. Well, guys, that's all I have for y'all on the current adventure. Guys, I see you tomorrow. We'll talk about the BitCon conference. We'll talk about my take on the BitCon conference. Things that I liked and obsession in Africa. We're going to talk about the BitCon, everything BitCon. We'll talk about some tech news some, and some other black people out here doing what they do in tech so please check out the black enterprise network try to check them out I'll, I'll have more updates on the website tomorrow it is coming out i'm waiting for it it's going to be november 19th i know we were trying to get it on the homecoming they asked to be pushed because i know the person is black that's doing it they're taking their time we have to respect the time that they had takes to build the site i want this to be a successful media company where black tech in Minnesota nationwide and across the, the 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 global diaspora is fully addressed so I'm in the work on that doing that right now so thank you this is the current event show I am out the I am out the door you guys have a nice day today Yeah, when I'm in